The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for what you need to know to successfully invest in real estate as a second career, a main job, or maybe just part-time. Maybe you're sick of waking up in the morning and finding out that you're worth 30% less than you were the day before because... Some report came out that said that, I don't know, jobless rate was up or the Greeks had defaulted on a loan, things you can't control. And here in our business, we like to uh, we like to buy things that we can control and uh, know that, yeah, while real estate market has its ups and downs, they generally, you don't generally wake up and read about what happened last night in the paper. <laughs> Uh, the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati has its second meeting for the month of February tomorrow night at the usual location. The former Swifton Commons, now a big flat construction site with a big building in the middle of it. And that big building of it in the middle of it is the CAA building where we meet. That's at the corner of uh, Reading and Seymour Avenue. It's a good meeting. There's uh, two meetings from six to seven, one for new investors and one for active investors. The new investors meeting is about how to find the values of properties. So we're going to talk about comping and deciding amongst those comps what is a good comp for your property. Uh, the active investors meeting is going to be a contractor workshop where folks share their best roofers, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, painters, landscaping people, hauling people, all that sort of stuff. So it's an interactive thing. You should bring the uh, information for your favorite contractors that you'd like to recommend, as well as be prepared to write, 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 as other people share those. The main meeting is called How to Get All the Deals You Can Handle and Handle All the Deals You Can Get. And the speaker at that meeting is my guest today, Mr. Matt Reed, who is a real-life investor from the Cleveland, Ohio area, who has had uh, experience in a lot of different pieces of real estate, uh, although right now he is focusing on a particular strategy that I will explain to you in a moment. Uh, his topic tomorrow night is going to be that uh, he's going to lay out for you an entire system that he has for uh, using virtual assistants to uh, get and manage leads. Today we're talking about his best tips for you in dealing with sellers. So if you are one of the many, many people I talk to who you're just not getting enough leads, you're, you're, you're getting bogged down in the process of 
dealing with those leads when you do get them. You're going to want to listen closely today and you're going to want to call in your questions at 877-772-9658 or you can email them by going to askvina.com, filling out the response form there. And I know you're going to have a bunch of questions, so you might as well just bring that up on your computer right now, askvina.com, because you know you're going to have some questions. Joining us by phone from his home near Cleveland is Matt Reed. Matt, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Great, and greetings, Vina, and thank you very much for having me on your worldwide talk show. <laughs> we are worldwide. In fact, even as we even as we speak, the signals from the show 16 years ago are passing Jupiter and Wonderful. eventually, you know, we'll be getting intergalactic phone calls from people who want to know more about real estate investing. Um, so first of all, Matt, uh, talk a little bit about uh, sort of your entry into the real estate business and how it led you to where you are now. Sure. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I've been an investor for about 20 years. Um, it's always something I wanted to do ever since I got out of college without telling you how old I am. Uh I built up a portfolio with some investors of about 40, 50 homes, and then we had a bunch of rental properties, and I was getting all kind of crazy questions, as people do with rental properties, and I said, there has to be a better way, and then over the last 10 or 12 years, I started strictly focusing on leased-owned homes that we owned, plus homes that we deal with, with sellers that can't sell their homes. And then over the last pretty much year or two, I just I was finally sick of answering day-in, day-out questions, so I broke down and started with some local assistants and then went overseas to some other VAs, and it's, it's really been a godsend to, to my business because they've probably taken 70 to 80% of my day-to-day grinding work off my back, and it's led me to a lot more deals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, in between there, I mean, that was a very, that was a very uh, sort of um, summarized <laughs> version of right. of what you've done. I know you've also uh, done a number of rehab resales. You've done some wholesale deals. So like, like most people who've been around as long as you have, uh, there's been a wide range of experience, let me say, in, in dealing Correct. with different kinds of sellers, different kinds of properties, different kinds of offers. And what it has all led two is you getting very passionate about sort of uh, shaking a virtual finger at real estate investors who sit around and complain that they don't have enough leads <laughs> because correct you and i don't uh, i don't believe that for a second if they don't have enough leads they're really not working hard enough and smart enough because there are a million sellers out there that are begging to get some solution for their home, mm-hmm. they're just they're just are. So you know, between the ones, go on. No, 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 no. I never, I never interrupt a guest except I do it all the time. But you just keep talking if you're not finished with your sentence. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of sellers uh, that either have vacant homes, they are slightly underwater on their homes, uh, maybe they have loan balances that are equal to the value of their home, and they don't want to rent their home, and they are looking for somebody to solve their problem and get them through this this issue with this house. So by diligently going out and finding those sellers, uh, there's there's very, very good income to be made uh, if you can get out to enough sellers, and that's the whole key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when we come back from this break, we are going to talk in depth about how you generate several hundred leads every single solitary month 
um, how you deal with them, uh, the, the whole nine yards. Also want to invite listeners once again to contact us with any questions they have at 877-772-9658 or by going to our website at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Matt Reed. He's from uh, up in the Northeast Ohio area and uh, specializes at the moment in uh, doing what uh, is called lease option assignments. If you're curious about what that's all about, you can go back into the Real Life Real Estate Archive on oh, iTunes right. and you will find some uh, some various discussions about that from Ron Legrand, uh, Joe McCall, folks like that. But what we're talking to Matt about is why you ought to be and can be generating more leads than you are, whatever your business, Mr. and Mrs. Listener. Uh, so, so Matt, what do you think the biggest mistake people make is? I mean, I know you're hearing the same thing I am about, oh, the market's warmed up. There's, there's, there's no more sellers. Every, every seller I talk to has talked to 50 other people. What, what, what's going wrong with these folks that's not going wrong with you? Number one, you need to keep consistent marketing going through several channels at one time. Uh, I don't believe you can just focus on one area of marketing for sellers. Uh, by having several channels going on at once, you're always going to get a solid lead flow to you. And the exciting part about that is, you know, we do quite a bit of business on referrals just from being around, just like yourself, I'm sure. You know, I'm always talking to realtors, hey, do they have any homes that are coming off listings or they can't sell them? Other uh, wholesale fr- wholesaler friends of mine, you know, those wholesalers are a great source of leads simply because they deal with motivated sellers all the time that don't fit their business model and they will gladly give them to me because they will get compensated when I take care of that client. Um, Also, we market a ton to for sale by owners, people that have rental homes, and then we do quite a bit of advertising on Facebook uh, and some of the other social medias. Uh, You know, we buy houses, so on and so forth, and we do get some leads from there. So, you know, by, by touching, you know, three or four different areas, we're constantly getting homes, uh, you know, thrown at us. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Exciting, exciting on a momently basis sometimes. Yes. Um, so your your goal in your business is to do between five and 10 deals a month. That's correct. How many leads and do you need to generate to get that? I need to reach out to about two to 3,000 people per month to get, at the end of the day, five to 10 homes in my pipeline mm-hmm. each and every month. That's the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's quite a lot, but you know, you're dealing with sellers that, that are dealing with different stages of their selling process, different thoughts. Uh, sometimes they're not in the reality form, and they will get in the reality form after 30 or 60 more days. But by always reaching out to those people, uh, then they're coming to us when they are motivated enough that we can work with them. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, because that, that I mean, you said two to 3,000, that is a lot of people. You are not Correct. having, you are not having conversations with two to 3,000 people. There's two to 3,000 people that are, are, yeah. are actually seeing your marketing. That is, that is correct. Of which a much smaller percentage is actually responding, is actually, you know, making a phone call, sending an email, whatever the response mechanism is. 
uh, how many how many uh, prospects do those two to three thousand outbound contacts bring you each month? We're getting a, uh, between one hundred and two hundred leads per month that people actually say either yes, uh, maybe not now, but in thirty days. Yes, we would consider it. What do you have as a solution for us? And then we do get some people that are, hey, this is Mr. Smith. Give me a phone call. Call me. I need you know I need your help now. Mm-hmm. So. From two to three thousand, it's whittled down to about a hundred to two hundred people. Okay, and and that's uh, that that's right in line with you know the uh, almost every real estate investor on the planet's experience mm-hmm. that it takes about twenty warm leads, you know, twenty suspects yes. as we call them, uh, uh-huh. to get to a single deal. Correct. So it's good to hear right. that that holds true across strategies, <laughs> not just Correct. not just for the ugly houses, but also for the prettier houses that you would typically be working with. Um, now, but again, I'm going to say for a lot of our listeners, particularly particularly those who might have jobs, right? Okay. The, the concept of having to to process 200 real leads. I mean, that's like 50 a week. That's that's. <laughs> That's, that's that's a full time job, you know. Yes, it is. So so, uh, and and I know you are way too lazy to to actually to actually <laughs> to actually be talking to fifty sellers a week. So so, talk about how you actually deal with the leads. Yes. Uh, first of all, I have a true rock star assistant uh, who took me. Uh, she took me about two to three weeks to get up to speed to process these leads, but between the fact that I don't want to have to talk to every one of those sellers, discuss what a uh, lease to own or how we can provide and what solutions we have for that person, I have a true excellent assistant that is, she, she's the front line for me when all of these leads come in. Mm-hmm. And then she will start by, when somebody comes in, uh, either sends me an email or sends us a phone call, she will then be the upfront contact, send out uh, certain emails, send out a lot of credibility of how we do business, what we can offer, and then say, follow up with a phone call, please call us for more information. That's how the lead flow starts, but all of those, all of our incoming emails and calls go to our VA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so uh, contacts go out, and we'll, we'll talk a Correct. little bit more about what those are in a little while. Calls calls come in i'm sure some of them are emails because you're doing some online marketing those actually those actually get processed by a virtual assistant before anybody at a sort of uh, higher sophistication level lays hands on them is that accurate that is correct okay and one of the ways in which they're processed is that these folks are getting information sent to them these bot these uh sellers are getting information sent to them saying uh, here's what we do uh, take Correct. a look at this, and if you're if you want to proceed, fill in this form or so, or something of that nature, and then when they have uh, truly identified themselves th- through not just hey I'm interested, but hey I'm interested, and here's my house address, and here's what I owe on it, and here's so they've given you some yeah. information. At that point, it goes where? Well, first of all, uh, the step the VA is going to have probably two to three. Uh, whether it's emails or phone calls with them. At that point, then maybe the seller has to talk with his wife, so on and so forth. Then they schedule a phone call with my VA, and then she goes through a specific seller lead generation page, and she 
explains to them, we can help them on one of three different ways. But the more information that we can get from that seller, then we can process how we can help them, if in fact we can help them at all. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I've, I've trained her very, very well that unless it fits into our system, you know, nobody can help them. But based on their situation, loan balances, current value, then we can see how we can help that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so bottom line is the way you are both dealing with several hundred warm leads a month and also i mean there's more to this process right once you once you once you get them you got to get them under contract you got to get them sold so there's more than just dealing with the sellers is you have somebody else handling handling them up to the point where they have gone from being suspects to being true prospects that 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 is very good and uh, from the words of another very famous uh, real estate investor suspects i don't want to deal with i only want to deal with the prospects Uh uh-huh okay so you know, I, I am. Uh, I will be talking to sellers after my VA has filled out all the information, plus giving me a detailed spreadsheet of what is exactly going on uh, with this seller. Maybe they're moving out of town. Maybe they went through a divorce. Maybe they bought another home. Maybe they're downsizing. So I can take all their current home information, plus you know, kind of know their motivation, so that I can attack them and discuss how we can help them, and then sign a contract with them based on their situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. All right, listeners, I know you've got questions now. I know you want 200 leads a month and you want somebody else handling them for you. Sounds like real estate investor heaven. So call in your questions to 877-772-9658. If you want to do it the chicken way and do it electronically, go to our website, askvina.com while you're there. You fill out the little form at the top of the page. It says, send us your free weekly e-letter. You will never miss another show because each and every week we'll send you out a art- an article that will be useful to you in your real estate endeavors, as well as an announcement about the upcoming show and the guests. That's askvina.com for questions or to sign up for a free e-letter or 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Matt Reed, who is also speaking uh, tomorrow night at the Cincinnati RIA meeting. If you're in the area, you might want to pop on up and check that out. Uh, We're talking today about sort of like real life on the ground. You know, how, how, how do people take what you've been hearing from our national experts about how to market and use make use of virtual assistants and and get the lead generating going, uh, and 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 translate it to real life, which is you know, what Matt has done up in Cleveland, and um, we we actually have a we actually have a poll question up on our Facebook page that I'd like I'd like all you listeners to take a moment and go answer. The Facebook page is facebook.com/slash real life real estate. Which is, uh, which real life real estate shows do you like better? The ones where we're able to get the national well-known experts like Kevin Harrington and Laura Langmeyer and Ron Legrand and folks like that, or the ones where we are talking to real people like Matt, not that these other folks aren't real people, but you know, the, the folks who actually have taken to the trenches just like you and me. So if you'll go to real life real estate and answer the question, which shows you like better with those with the nationally known experts or the real life investors, 
that's you know, how do you think we program this show? It's not like folks are beating my door down saying, "Oh, I want to be on your public radio show, please, please." I got to make decisions every each and every month about who we're bringing on here, and we want listeners to let us know who they would prefer. Uh, speaking of listeners, we're going to go ahead and take a question. We're going to line one to talk to Bill, who's here in Cincinnati. Bill, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hey there, Vina. How you doing? Very good, Bill. How are you? Hey, all right. This is Bill from Lexington. We've met. Oh, Lexington. They have they have Cincinnati up on the board. I know who you are, Bill. Yes. Greetings, Bill. Hey, well, hey, man. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, good. This is for Bill from Wholesale Lease Options. Greetings. Fantastic. Glad to meet you. Hey, man. Yeah, we've communicated uh, via IM a few times here. Okay. So real fine. Yeah, Matt. Uh, the question I had was, uh, you know, I came in a little bit late on the show. Uh, I was tied up on something. Actually, with a, I was on the phone with a seller. Anyway, um, my question is: is uh, you hire your VAs? Did you get your VAs from overseas, or are these people uh, that are local to the Ohio area, or how did you locate I, your VAs? I, I actually, uh, there's Elance, there's Freelancer, there's Odesk. Um, the main thing is that you've got to train a good VA. and that you, I prefer to use a VA that has some knowledge of the real estate industry and maybe they've done some uh, mining and talking to sellers in the past. So that maybe in terms of education, maybe I'm taking them to high school, from high school to college. I don't want to start them in, in the second grade and have to go through the whole scheme of everything with them. Maybe I can just tweak how, they're, how I would like them to talk to my sellers. Did you do uh, so, training videos and everything when you went through all the training? Did you tape all that so in case for some reason I, they leave in the future? I have done that, but also even though I've been very, very uh, gracious having one long-term VA, I actually have broken in two part-time VAs just for expansion and or, God forbid, uh, you know, one of them leaves. So that's, you know, you can never count on everybody for being with you forever, but... Um, I spend a lot of time in training, and yes, uh, I do have a lot of training information and videos for them. But I do spend several hours a month with them tweaking their system. And that's okay. where a lot of people fall. And that's a, that's a great question, Bill, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume from what you have asked that you have maybe been through the process with a one or two VAs and not had it work out fully the way you wanted it to. Because I know I have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, people leave. I mean, you know, I mean, it, Matt's very fortunate to have the original person still there because sometimes just life just gets in the way for whatever reason. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's also very important to give your VAs bonuses a lot. And, uh, you know, you want to keep the carrot in front of them and you want to always, you know, you want to be with them. If they have family issues or whatever, give them a day off or something, or if they have a holiday you really want to treat them as, as your assistant. And that's, it's, it's, they're not under you. They're just helping you to shoulder a lot of your load. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I had a, a, another question on a kind of a different topic. It comes up often on, on the forums around the country. Um, I know you're, uh, you're in the state of Ohio along with Dina, and, you know, I'm in the mm-hmm. state next door. Uh, do you ever? I don't know if you're licensed or not, but do you find that people have issues with uh, the lease option strategy and uh, and real estate commissions? You know, having a problem with uh, assignments and things like that, uh, utilizing the lease option strategy. Well, 
Well, well wait, number wait, one. Might... Wait a minute. Let me clear. Let me clarify the question, Bill. Uh, are you asking when you say people have the problems? Are you talking about the sellers, the buyers, real estate agents, or folks who are trying to implement the strategy? Yeah, people that are trying to implement the stat- strategy. A lot of folks getting started in the lease option. Uh, with the lease option taxes and strategies are not necessarily licensed uh, real estate agents or realtors in a particular jurisdiction. And I know some real estate commissions have had a problem with people uh, lease optioning a property and then doing an assignment of that particular lease option to a tenant buyer and having the real estate commissions uh, construe that to be operating as a realtor without a license, mm-hmm. and so even though I they are if, they are not commissions, they are assignment fees. They're not they are not they are not based upon the uh, sale price of the property. They are based upon the difference between what you have your property under contract for and what you can sell it for. Uh, and yes, I've I've heard that exact same thing. And I'm going to let I'm going to let Matt answer the question. But uh, um, mo uh, uh, many. Uh, states have in place uh, regulations that often vaguely refer to options as a uh, dealing in options as a licensable activity without defining what is an option uh, do lease options count etc and Ohio is one of those states where the the law is somewhat vague uh, in terms of it doesn't specify, you know, you can or cannot do this. It says uh, dealing in options, quote unquote, is something that uh, is a licensable activity. Having having clarified that, hopefully for the listeners, Matt, go ahead. Well, I would say first and foremost, uh, my disclaimer, I'm not an attorney or a real estate agent, but uh, I've been doing this for a long time. But I can play one on TV, as usual I say that. Now, how I handle this first and foremost is I have our attorney uh, who has a title company, an escrow company, handle all of my deals from a contractual basis with an assignment on my behalf. Uh, he's, we've gone over this many, many times, and I'm having a licensed real estate attorney handle all my paperwork for me, and I feel very comfortable with it without a problem. So what you're saying is, is before anybody gets started with any kind of strategies in their particular market, it's imperative upon them to, to have their documents reviewed by a local attorney to make sure they're in compliance. Oh, he goes. Matt goes way beyond the document review. Uh, the the buyers and sellers both are dealing primarily with the attorney for the entire setup and closing of the deal. Correct. Okay. So uh, what I would say, Bill, is that yes, you are absolutely correct. It is imperative that you have your documents uh, looked at by a competent attorney with a real estate background <laughs> because you and I both know that people take stuff to their to their divorce attorney <laughs> and the divorce attorney says oh you can't do this and it really doesn't know right um, and and also that uh, you you be aware of state and local laws that could affect any strategy uh, what they are what they say how they are being enforced because again there's a difference between you know, there's this vague thing that we can we can say it means whatever, and uh, whether anybody ever whether it's ever actually been enforced in these cases. And bottom line, every time this question of of licensing comes up, what I say is it's 120 hours of classes and about a thousand dollars to become a, li- a licensee. If you're worried about it, get a license. Or 
uh, I know what some people exercising this particular strategy are doing is they are doing them through licensees. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm familiar with the uh, with uh, Matt's legal counsel. He's he's outstanding and does business around the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, uh, Vina and, and Matt. Uh, thank you. you. Know, great answers and uh, great information. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll listen in. Thank you for your call, Bill. Appreciate that. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking today to Matt Reed, uh, who is out of the Cleveland area. He's a real life investor who does about five deals a month in his uh, subspecialty of lease options. And uh, we are taking your calls, questions, uh, whatever you'd like to know about Matt. Our primary topic today is how to generate the leads in the first place. Because you know, obviously, we could do we could do a three day seminar on everything Matt does. But eight seven 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 two nine six five eight is the number to call if you'd like to ask your question, like Bill did. Um, apparently, I have bullied people into calling now by telling their chickens if they do it this other way. The other way is to go to askvina.com, fill out the uh, questionnaire. And- and it'll come to us via email, 877-772-9658 or askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Matt Reed. Uh, we're talking about how to fill your pipeline with sellers and then not go insane. Um, you know, it's funny, Matt, once once you're finally able to harangue somebody into actually sending out marketing the, the next shock they get is that it works Correct. right the next <laughs> the next thing I, I was talking to a, a, a coaching student of mine in pennsylvania last week it's actually a couple of weeks ago and he said he said all right all right all right i'm gonna confess i'm like three weeks behind in returning phone calls because I, I just did not expect this many phone calls <laughs> so an important part of the process is in fact the screening of the folks, because uh, even if you're even if you don't have a virtual assistant, you should not be spending 25 minutes a piece on the calls with all these leads. Well, and there's no reason to, because there's some there should be some point early on in the conversation that tells you whether this is a a a real prospect now, a possible prospect later, or just a prospect never. And those sure. conversations should not be you know once you figure that out those conversations. Uh, it, for the latter two are not going to go on and on and on. Um, we actually got an email from JC in Las Vegas that is kind of along these lines. He says, in your pre-screening system, do you ask up front about a seller's willingness to accept payments in one form? If they are not willing to accept payments, do you not bother to talk with them further at that time? No, uh, it, it, I will, we have a canned email that goes back to all of our clients, basically how we buy houses, go to our websites, see our different ways we can help them, and then get back to us. So if we are going to do business with that person, they know kind of the different ways we are going to be able to help them and provide a solution for them. So at that point, they either don't get back to us, which we don't care because we're not going to do any business with them anyway. Um, And if they do, that they are getting educated along the way, and we don't have to spend as much time with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's pretty much. You know, when you're gonna when you're getting all these seller seller feedback, you have to get to the bottom line with them as quickly and judiciously as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and yet without 
like annoying them so much that they don't want to talk to you even no. if they <laughs> even if they do no. have a deal. No, 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 and and that's one uh, great point that you brought up. My VA, uh, and I've taught her very, very well, basically just to talk to the seller and explain what we do, not just saying, oh, we're only going to buy your house for 50 cents on a dollar, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I think that gets, you know, I, I talk a lot about the psychological effects of talking to a seller and a buyer to get more deals, and that's that's one main point, discussing what we do based on their situation, how can we help them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, we have a follow-up question here from Jason in Los Angeles. Uh, this is sort of a follow-up to Bill's question about your VA. Uh, Jason wants to know whether your VA is U.S.-based or foreign-based. I think the Philippines are foreign-based, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in the Philippines, and, and she's about $5 an hour. Okay, very good. Let's talk about the, um, the follow-up system. Because yes. you mentioned, you sort of mentioned passing early on that the 100 to 200 contacts you get a month are a combination of, yes. let's do it now, people you absolutely okay. can't, just can't help, people who Correct. don't really want your help. And then there's this, there's this fairly sizable, I would think, number of people who either tell you or you just know from years of experience, they're not ready now, but they will be in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days. How do you track and monitor those follow-ups? Correct. Well, first of all, if they are people that we may, that they they did express interest that we could do business with them, we do put them on a drip autoresponder. What that is is a systemized set of emails going out every few days just to keep in contact with the seller. Now, if that seller specifically says, hey, we have 45 more days until our listing is expired, and if we haven't sold their house, call me back, then that is going to go into a regular calendar with the contact information to follow up at that date. My VA handles that. It's not on that technological of a basis, but if we have a seller that we know know, we have a good chance of doing business with, we're going to mark down and call them and then make notes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, all the information is stored, not just... Oh yeah, call this person back thirty days no. from now. Um, no. So and it sounds like it sounds like you're making a lot of use of electronic communication as opposed to um, just phone information, and that that's very interesting because I know most people who talk to sellers don't don't get emails. How how are you how are you capturing these emails? Well. When they send back, they go into our autoresponders because they are going to be sending back their email. And then our VA is either going to call them or email back follow-up information how we can help them. Is that pretty clear? Mm-hmm. And then if we call them, or they, uh, a lot of times, I, typically we get, oh, I'm going to say five to ten phone calls or text messages into our Google number every day. And then my VA will call them and say, by the way, what is your email so we can send you some information. I try to educate our sellers the best that we can in, you know, in print form with how we can help our sellers. Mm-hmm. And then they can make the decision up on their own. Okay. Okay, very good. Uh, we have time for one or two more listener questions. If, uh, if anybody has any and wants to call them in to 877-772-9658, or go to our uh, response form at askvina.com. Um, 
now the 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 main thing that you do matt which is uh pretty houses lease options um Mm -hmm. although i know you won't turn down a good retail deal or cheap cash wholesale deal if it comes your way but it's i'll I'll refer i'll I'll refer it to you and you can wholesale it i don't want anything to do with it yeah well if it's in (laughs) cleveland um (laughs) the uh the 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 lease option thing is not not something that most of your civilian sellers would have ever dealt with. In, correct, but those okay. Well, that's in, correct. In, well, in fact, I mean, most most real estate investors who are learning about it spend a significant amount of money and time investing in learning all the pros and cons and the contracts and all of that stuff. Are you explaining that process to the sellers via this website you have, or is there more conversation that goes on with them about it? Well, first and foremost, my VA is probably going to be speaking to them one or two times in addition to sending a complete seller squeeze page with pretty much 90% of how a rent-to-own works. With generalizations, it's a lease. We're not dealing with renters. We're dealing with somebody that needs a little bit of time to get into your house. They're going to take care of your house and go over basically all the pros and cons. And it's about, I think, about six pages. But it explains everything in real simple, in very simple terms to them. And then when they get back to us and my VA gets the information sheet, then they will talk to myself to to sit down and actually cut a deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the point at which you get involved yourself is after all of the the initial the initial contact with the seller, whether that be you know an outbound one, which we'll talk about in a second, or uh, inbound because they received a postcard from you or something like that. Correct. After the the quote lead sheet has been filled out, you know, the property information form that right. every listener should have and hopefully mm-hmm. understands exactly what I'm talking about. Um, after they, after the potential seller has already been at least given the opportunity to learn about the lease option deal that you're going to be offering, and then in addition to that has raised their hand and said, yeah, that sounds good. That's correct. And in addition to having the lead information sheet, I'm also going to be getting a Excel spreadsheet with basically what has transpired with my VA's extra comments. You know, hey, this person sounds desperate. This person's a not too easy to deal with, and so on and so forth. And then I will be calling them to, and at that point, she's only going to give me the deals. That I feel we have a, at least a 25% to 50% chance of closing because they're at the motivation stage that, that we can help them. Okay. What's your very favorite way of getting leads? Like if, like if, if, if God wrote on your wall with an invisible finger that from now on you could only use one lead source... What would that be? Can I have two? <laughs> All right. All right. We'll give you two. No. All right. Number one, um, I've been I've been very successful using uh, one of several uh, scrapers from Craigslist, so that I can uh, send out emails to all the for sale by owners, all the people for rent in whatever target area that I'm looking for. Uh, you know, it from 120 to 250 thousand, so on and so forth. But then also. I'm very, very vehement on having my VA mine target cities that I want. And she probably has 15 or 18 cities that she will be going to, Zillow.com, Owners.com, and several other. And I think Zillow is basically a culmination of a bunch of sites now. But she's going to go into 
say, Zillow and go into, I don't know, Hamilton County or whatever city, and then look at the houses that she knows that I want that fit my parameters. Mm-hmm. And then she will contact them by either email and or phone. That's the key, and you've got to get out. She gets out to about, I'm going to say, 8 to 20 of those people per day, depending on her workload with my other inbound emails and phone calls that she has to do. Mm-hmm. So if she has extra time in the day, she's then going to just start making random calls, you know, touching, you know, touching people, period. Do you think it would be fair to say that the average investor, even if they were full-time, could not do what you're doing without the help of some sort of a, a assistant virtual or otherwise? I mean, that's a lot of I contacts. Def- I, I, Vina, I definitely agree. And until I took my hand off the total pulse, it just wore me into the ground because I really at one time thought I wanted to be a, basically a full-time secretary making all these initial calls. And it was the best thing in the world when I started farming out uh, and and working with other people to help me grow my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, kind of in a nutshell, you know, for me having to talk to, I don't know, so let's just say 20, uh, I, I don't know, let's just say 200 people a month, I'm getting lead sheets and follow-up information for maybe, I'm going to say one to four people a day I talk to that come through my VA. That's pretty much a general one, two, three, four people mm-hmm. on the seller side. Mm-hmm. So maybe may, maybe time to sort of uh, switch our thinking if if we're looking to generate enough leads to do five or ten deals a month. And again, in any, it doesn't. I mean, we're talking about lease options, but sure. you know, I can't I can't process fifty wholesale leads a week all by myself either. That's, that's all all I would be doing. Uh, start switching our thinking to uh, from market comes to me to market goes to some sort of an assistant and figure out that process, which I know is uh, a lot of what you're going to be talking about tomorrow night. Sure. Uh, we have about one minute left. So if you had a single piece of advice for one of these real estate entrepreneurs who's struggling with j- just getting enough deals in the door, what would that advice be? I mean, every day I'm very specific on from, say, 5.30 to 6.30 or 7.30 in the morning, I market every day and I follow up and keep following up with my clients to build my business. A lot of people will market like heck for one, two, or three days and then take two weeks off. You have to keep balls up in the air at all times, and then if you have enough marketing going, you will get leads falling into your plate on a daily basis, period. Period, period, more period. Very good. And a good piece of advice from Mr. Matt Reed, who will be the featured speaker at tomorrow night's Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meeting. Uh, if you're in the area, stop on by. If you're a first-time guest, just tell them Vina sent you, and they will let you attend that meeting at no charge. You can get more information about the Cincinnati RIA meeting at CincinnatiRIA.com. That's CincinnatiREIA.com. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.